Walk the Talk is the series. Today's message. Come on, soldier, fight. Raise your hand for your soldier. Everybody, come on. You might not have signed up for it, but it's part of the deal. Because, you know, we're in a battle, don't you? It's a battle. There's a war going on. We don't even see it sometimes. I forget about it most of the time because I say, okay, I'm protected by God. He's hedged me in behind and before, placed his hand over me. Boy, what a safe place to be. And yet, we're still in a battle. There's things going on all around us we don't see. And as I say to my wife many times, God is protecting us from so many things we don't even know what they are. And if he wasn't protecting us, we would be beaten down every day. Because the world system does that. I'm going to read some from Ephesians this morning. Chapter 6, a very well-known passage of scripture. Entitled, The Whole Armor of God. You know it. But let's remember, this is chapter 6 of the book of Ephesians. Chapter 6 of Ephesians is after chapters 1 through 5. So Paul is talking to the Ephesians, and this letter is to be distributed all over, about the body of Christ, about God's mystery revealed, and what the body of Christ is supposed to do about it. Be unified and be the expression of God's heart on earth. Living as children of light, living in the light, living by the Spirit's power. Spiritual guided relationships between husbands and wives and their children. And between slaves and masters, which I guess we would interpret today to be employees and employers. It's after this that Paul writes about the spiritual battle we're in. And the armor that we have been given to fight the spiritual battle. Because you know the spiritual battle takes place in every part of our life. Every relationship we have, everything we do is affected by this battle, so we have to be very careful. I'm going to start reading in verse 10. By the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation this morning. The whole armor of God, Ephesians 6:10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be still standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on, and here we go with this armor, the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit. Now, we don't often think of prayer as part of the armor, but prayer is an important part of our protection. 
Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Lord, help us to understand your word today. Maybe something we haven't seen before. Impress it on our hearts. Show us that your word is alive for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul said, I'm in chains now. You know, when he wrote this, he was chained to a Roman guard, to a Roman soldier. He wasn't in a dungeon by himself, chained to the wall. He was actually chained to a soldier. So he was in jail or prison, but it was a different kind of jail. He was a political prisoner, and he was waiting for his trial. So he's chained to this soldier, and he looks up at the soldier, and he sees the soldier's armor. And he sees a relationship between that and a spiritual application. God was speaking to Paul all the time. Now, do you think that Paul ever spoke to this guard about God, about Jesus? How about the guard finally saying, look, okay, okay, just just give it up for a minute. Let me rest. The guard's replacement comes and the guy takes off the, the thing off his wrist and puts it on the other guy and says, Wow, have fun. Paul was always speaking about Jesus. Everything he saw reminded him of something about the Lord. Just going back to verse 10 for a minute. Final word, be strong. Paul's saying to everybody, be strong. But it says, be strong in the Lord. You know, you don't have strength for this battle by yourself. You know that, don't you? Only the strength of the Lord will get us through this battle. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Without that, we're done. Put on all the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. First, you know there is a devil. There is a mighty power not on a par with God's power. God's power is greater. But there is an enemy power in the world today. He has strategies. These strategies the enemy uses, he uses the same ones over and over and over. He doesn't have any new strategies. He uses the same ones. And we fall for it all the time. Wouldn't you think we'd learn? He doesn't have eternal wisdom, this this enemy. But he does have strategies that we can be aware of. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Nope, not on this earth, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. There are evil authorities and principalities over this town right now. We pray against them. We pray that the truth of God would push back all of these evil powers. But these evil powers do have some authority in this town. Guess where that authority is? How about in the minds and hearts of people who allow it? He's alive and well in those people. The people aren't evil, but there's evil powers that they connect with and agree with. We better not do that. Against rulers in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world. Where is the darkness in the world? We just read it this morning. Where is it? 
in your mind and in your heart. That's where darkness resides. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Even though we say heaven is perfect, there is a heavenly place where evil resides. It's above and outside of this earth, this universe, but it's there. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor to be able to resist the enemy. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the armor. If you look on your bulletin, there's a picture that depicts the armor. Now, there's one piece of this armor that is not drawn correctly. There is a shield. There is a shield of faith. But the shield that Paul was thinking of and looking at this soldier carrying, in those days the Roman soldiers carried a shield that was six feet tall and about two and a half feet wide. It was made of different layers of leather. And this full body shield was what they went to battle with. What they usually did was their group, I don't know what they called their group or how big it was, their group would get together. There's a picture of a group right there under the title. But if they closed ranks and the front people held their shields together and then the rest of the people held their shields above, they were protected from the enemy. Now, from every picture I've seen, the sides of this formation did not have shields there. The shields were on the front and at the, on the top. But at least this formation and formations next to each other could walk towards the enemy and be protected. So that shield isn't quite right, but we still get the idea. Let's look just for a minute at those pieces of armor. Let's just go from top to bottom. The helmet of salvation. Right now we're being kept safe from the enemy's system of thinking. You have a helmet that you put on. And that is the thinking of the kingdom system and not the world system. When we think according to kingdom rules, kingdom thoughts, kingdom principles, our mind is protected from the lies of the enemy. And there are lies floating around all over. All you have to do is reach out, and if you want one, you can take it and hold on to it. That's what I called last week ungodly beliefs, things we attach onto that don't line up with God's Word, that aren't really true at all. And yet, we walk according to those things sometimes. But the helmet of salvation, the truth of God protects our minds next the covering breastplate of righteousness covers our vital organs especially the heart and acquits us of sin and guilt you are the righteousness of God let me say that again you are the righteousness of God how about a wow or something You are the righteousness of God. But I hollered at my wife yesterday. That doesn't make any difference. Your standing with God is the same as it was before. Oh, you have something you maybe have to repent of and ask your wife for forgiveness and God. 
But you're still the righteousness of God. And what does the righteousness of God give us? Freedom from sin. Freedom from guilt. Because as a Christian, your sin nature is dead. We'll talk more about that next week. One, the message will be, I'm free to be dependent. Not independent, but dependent on God. You are free from your sin nature. Unless you want to carry it around. You know, in the old days, in Jesus' day, if you were a murderer, they would take the murdered body, strap it to your back, tie it to you, and make you walk around with it. And the decomposition of that body would then get into your body and kill you. That's how they punished murderers. Ooh, We can do that today if we want. We can carry around our sin nature. Why would we? It's dead. We have a breastplate of righteousness which protects our heart. The shield of faith, our believing in and reliance upon the truth of Christ, quenches every lie. This big leather shield with different layers of leather. They would soak it in water before the battle. Because the enemy would have these spears and arrows that had pitch on the end. And they would light that pitch on fire. Shoot them at the enemy. That's why with that formation with the shields in front, shields on top... The the arrows, even if they went into the shield, would be put out. Quench the fiery arrows of the enemy. Faith. Believing in and a reliance upon the truth of Christ. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week too. Because believing doesn't mean, well, I believe it's going to be a nice day. No, it's a little bit more than that. Belief. The next piece of... Let me skip the next one going on to truth. The belt of truth. It's not like my belt. It's not like this little belt sash that holds your waist. No, the belt of this armor actually included what's below it there, the leather part that's below. You would take off this belt and that whole leather piece would come off. The belt firmly encircles and holds the Christian warrior in battle. It protects the most sensitive areas of the body encircling and folding so that this area was totally protected. Your feet shod with the gospel of peace. The peace of God gives us a ready and eager courage to move out. We have peace with God which gives us the peace of God which is inside of us and that peace of God takes away fear. We just walk into the battle because we know we're protected by God. At the bottom, there is a rectangle, which is not part of the actual armor, but this is the prayer part. The warrior worships God by taking every opportunity, especially in times of difficulty, to ask God for his mighty wisdom and aid, not only for himself, but for everyone else also. And you see that in the passage I read. After it talks about pieces of armor, Paul writes, Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion. Prayers for all believers everywhere, and pray for me too. Boy, we got a lot of prayers to pray. A lot of prayers for each other. Now we go back up to 
the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the only offensive part of our protection, the power of God's utterances. God said it. It's true. I don't care what the lie is. God said it. I read it in His Word, or He said it to me personally. So, we're going into battle, and we have armor. Does every soldier who goes into battle come back from the battle with no wounds? I don't think so. We can get wounded in the battle. I look around here and I know everybody in here. And I can look around and I I see people who have been wounded in a battle. What do you do when a soldier gets wounded? I'm thinking of the series The Band of Brothers. These soldiers got wounded. They were sent back to the aid station where they have doctors, nurses, medicine, surgeons, whatever is needed for these wounded soldiers to, if possible, get patched up and put back with their unit. And almost every soldier who's there can't wait to get out of there and get back to their unit. Look, Doc, patch me up. Fix me up. I don't care what I look like. I don't care how I feel. I need to get back with my buddies. That's what happened most of the time. Yes, there were those who didn't want to do that. But almost all of the soldiers wanted to get back with their unit. Bridge Builders Community Church has been given the privilege and responsibility to be a place where wounded soldiers can get healed. It has happened here over and over and over again. And I'll tell you why. Because the leaders of this church have all been wounded. They've all been at an aid station. They've all been healed to the extent where they can get back into the battle. I will say this, if I was ever wounded again to the place where I needed to go to an aid station, I would step down as an elder and step down as a pastor. Until such time as I got healed enough to be healthy enough to be a leader again. That's what happened before in our life, hasn't it? And that's what we would choose to do again. But we know the leaders in our church at this point are all healthy enough to be agents of healing. That's Bridge Builders Church. There's a song that was written 25 years ago by Donnie McGuire and Reba Rambo. I don't know if you remember them. It's called Wounded Soldier. See all the wounded, hear all their desperate cries for help, pleading for shelter and for peace. Our comrades are suffering. Come, let us meet them at their need. 
Don't let the wounded soldier die. Come, let us pour the oil. Come, let us bind the hurt. Let's cover them with the blanket of his love. Come, let us break the bread. Come, let us give them rest. Let's minister healing to them. Don't let another wounded soldier die. The second verse. Obeying their orders. In other words, some of these soldiers were sent into a strategic battle on purpose. Obeying their orders, they fought on the front lines for the king. Capturing the enemy's stronghold. Do you think the king knows there's a stronghold up there and you're supposed to go take it? Do you think the king knows that some people are going to get wounded? Weakened from battle, Satan crept in to steal their life. When we go into battle and we get wounded, Satan enjoys going into people's minds and telling them reasons for this that are lies. The reason is, my God wanted me to do this. My God sent me here. He knew I was going to get wounded. But Satan comes in and says, See, you want to serve a God like that? You want to stand with a pastor who sent you over there? That pastor must be evil. These are the things the enemy says. And none of it's true. When we're wounded, we can't look through the hurt. I talked about this last week at all. We can't look through hurt eyes at what's going on, especially when we know we're in a battle. We may get hurt. Who are we supposed to look to when we get hurt? Jesus, the Lord. Did he ever get hurt? Did he ever get his feelings hurt? Was he ever offended? No. The word says so. He was never offended. But did he get hurt? He had to deal with those issues, but he dealt with them the right way through his father. Did he ever get physically hurt? Whoa. It's hard for us to even comprehend. So Satan comes in where wounded soldiers are to steal the life that God has given them through lies. But we have a place to go where people have been given the responsibility and the privilege to be agents of God's healing in other people's lives. Guess where that is? Bridge Builders Church and not just us. It better not be just us. There are Christians all over who are agents of God's healing. And boy, when you get wounded, you better find one. You better find somebody. You better sit down and say, can I talk to you for a minute? Would you pray with me? 
I'm dealing with some issues here, and I know it's not God. I'm starting to blame some people. I'm starting to see some people the wrong way. But I know it's not them, because I'm in a battle, and Satan is lying to me. Help me. I've been given armor. I know that. But I know I can still get wounded in this battle. The title of this message is, Come on, soldier, fight! And when you're wounded, soldier, come on, soldier. Get healed. Get healed. For what reason? So you can get back in the fight. So you can get back with your buddies who are in the fight too. And they can't do it without you. And you can't do it without them. People, this is the Christian life. This is walk the talk. It may not be very popular but it's part of where we are. I need you guys to walk with me. I need your shields around me, and you need my shield around you. Otherwise, we get, we get picked off one by one. We may have our own armor, but we cannot fight this battle alone. In every aspect... I need you, and you need me. If there is anything in your life this morning that you need prayer for, you need somebody to agree with you with, find somebody. After this message is over, find somebody. When you get home, find somebody. Call somebody up. Meet with them. Do something. Find that agent of healing. You know somebody mature who can help you through this time because you know you're struggling with things that these wounds have done in your life and made you think. Hey, you know it's tough when you're in a medical evac place. You're on a cot. You're hurting. Sometimes you think it's your fault. You want to blame yourself, blame somebody else. But sometimes it's just part of the battle praise God he's given us a way to get healed so that we can get back with our brethren healthy enough to be ready to be an agent of healing for the next person amen Amen. thank you Lord for today thank you we're together you've given us armor for the battle to protect us But even at the times we get wounded, you provided for that too, Lord. We just praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just give them a clap offering this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. We can't thank you enough. Now, Lord, we're going to leave this place. We're going to walk out the door. There may be a skirmish or two out there. There may be something coming this week that's part of the battle. Help us. Help us, Lord, to fight through this, to find people to fight with us, and to find people who help us be healed. We know you'll do this, Lord, as part of your provision for us in this walk. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys.